This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling from AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, many promotions, matches, wrestlers, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So, I want to apologize for not throwing in new content recently. Uh, Things have been kind of crazy in my personal life recently, but you don't need to hear that because... This is not about me on this podcast. It's about what we got on these interesting topics that we need to talk about. Now, if you guys been aware what happened this past Wednesday on Dynamite, we had the sudden return on TNT and the AEW debut of the icon Sting. Yes, folks. It's Sting! I was so, I had goosebumps hearing Sting being there. It was like, there was several people that predicted that he could be in AEW, but however, what role would he play in it? That is one of the things. I mean, look, if you guys are not a Sting fan at this generation, then you guys should learn a history about him. Sting has been a long-time wrestler from, the late 80s to the 90s, he was basically the icon, the guy who was the face of WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with them, you can Google them, look at them. If you have the WWE Network, then you guys will know what I'm talking about, Sting. I was a fan when he had that surfer-like image that he had, you know, the blonde hair, like flat top, with the paint face covering like his eyes and all that. That was this thing I remembered. But when the whole thing with um, NWO came out, um, he became known as the Crow type of version. That was this thing I remembered and liked because it, it showed a different character of him. And from then on, I've been a fan watching him, what he beco- what he was going. Then, of course, changing from black and white to red and black, uh, Paintface joining the NWO Wolfpack. And then on, he's been going different directions. And then, of course, we ha- haven't forgotten about his little stint with WWE when he first debuted at Survivor Series, uh, interfering in the authority's plans. And that was something cool to watch. But Sting in AEW would make a lot of sense on certain levels. Now, You can ask, why is that, J-Rod? A, AEW is being broadcast by TNT. If you guys aren't familiarized with their history, TNT once broadcast WCW. And Sting was the face of of, of WCW during that time. Now, you can ask me now, J-Rod, he's 61 years old. What role can he play? Maybe he has time for one match. But however, who would be? But there is speculation that he could play like a manager role. There was that look if you guys saw he was with Darby Allen, Looking around his face. All this and that. I was like, dang. And that it, some people would say, what does that mean? Is he trying to recruit his own group to be a manager or recruit to be coach? 
I mean, look, you look at Art Anderson, a legend. He is Cody Rhodes' coach. And, of course, Tully Blanchard. He is manager and coach to both FTR and Sean Spears. You got Vicky uh, coaching and, uh, and being an advisor to uh, Nyla Rose. I can go on and, and go on. But if you have Sting, that is a different story. Now... Given that he may have Darby Allen on his side, who else would he have? Let me tell you who I think he should have. Hangman Adam Page. He deserves to be recognized. If Sting can get him out of his little funk, then that's how I see it. But of course, that's a lot of things. Now, if you guys heard not too long ago, after Sting's contract ended with WWE, his merch actually disappeared, uh, stopped selling. And then all of a sudden, merch was being sold on Pro Wrestling Tees. And it sold out less than 24 hours. It's amazing how that happened. And then, of course, while this was happening, it was revealed during after AEW Dynamite. Sting signed a multi-year contract. Now, there is no specifics on what. But all we can do right now as fans, those who are big-time Sting fans like myself, is wait and see what he's going to say this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. I'm excited for it because I'm looking forward to what happened. And this was one of the buzz that really took AEW by storm. But however, this was the much bigger buzz. The next buzz was at the end of AEW Dynamite. And I'm referring to the AEW World Championship between Moxley and Kenny Omega. If you saw what happened at the end of the event, Kenny Omega won the match by the help of none other than Don Callis, who is an executive vice president and also commentator for Impact Wrestling. Now, there were uh, talk, rumors circulating that AEW and Impact Wrestling could former partnership. If you recall, there's been several in- instances that took place. When Brian Cage was with a- Impact Wrestling as their top champion, as the Impact World Champion, he was forbidden from being there because if he lost the match, it would have been like a shameful thing. You see, there's a rule. You're not supposed to have a uh, your champion lose at another promotion. That's like Insult to injury, if you believe that. Uh, excuse me. And now, but FTR did state that they would like to be matches with guys like the North, the Mortar City Machine Guns, and a few others. So basically, we have like one of those dream matches crossovers between AEW and Impact. Who would you like to see do these crossovers? Who do you guys like to face? That is something that that comes to mind. Me, I can. I'm a. I watch Impact just not because I want to. It's because there's certain things they have that it's pretty cool to watch. I mean, we can agree. If you guys follow Impact, they have a stack of women's in their roster. So I'm excited for that, but I don't know what the partnership would happen. But that is something I got away. But however, this partnership has now become the attention 
to someone. Apparently, someone asked Triple H, will WWE ever do a crossover with another promotion? Now, I could you can say, never say never. But the real question you should be asking, who would want to work with them? Look, we can say on a, on a certain level, it's impossible. I'll give you reasons why. One. WWE are out to abolish any promotion that they to any any promotion. Now, if you guys know this, they have been trying to abolish every promotion. Be the one to control the wrestling business. You want a prime example? Look what happened with Stardom. They tried to purchase it, but except they were going to abolish it and set up a foothold in Japan, so they can start their so-called annex. Uh, um, Performance Center and NXT Japan. That's what they want, but none of the Japanese wrestling scene are interested in that. But that's the real question. Who would want to work with um, with WWE? AEW are mostly the one promotion that's willing to work with anybody. Look, they have Thunder Rosa in AEW. He, she even put her uh, NWA title on the line. And then Zarina Deb also put her the won that match, but she's an AEW uh, full time member. She's the current champion of that. So basically, we're seeing something unique. AEW are willing to work with other promotions, but WWE seems like to be the one company that wants to abolish the those promotions to get rid of the competition. So for all you diehard WWE fans, don't hold your breath. Look, AEW are doing their own thing. WWE, they right now are struggling with the ratings, with everything that's been going on, especially with the pandemic, having wrestlers who are unhappy to be there and all of that. That's what is happening right now. Now, let's jump into the last thing before I go because I have not a lot to say at this point. As you may or may not heard, they just ha- have the latest recruits to report in to the Performance Center. They have this uh, Japanese wrestler who I've seen in Wrestle 1 and All Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm not talking about New Japan. He's only been in Wrestle 1 and All Japan. There's a couple of athletes, but however, two recognizable athlete wrestlers are there. I'm talking about former Rascal members, Dez and Wentz. So they're already there. Uh... Triple H praises them for being there. They said that they will figure out what the role is when they for being there. But however, a lot of people are they were putting this on social media saying, "Where the fuck is Trey?" That's a good question. We don't know where he is. Now we were aware that a couple weeks ago that um, the Rascals were no longer going to be on Impact Wrestling. There was reports coming in that they were going to be signed with WWE. It appears only two out of the three actually are in it. However, where's Trey McGill? There are rumors that circulating AEW have a sudden interest in Trey. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, it would have been easier. But however, for all you Rascal fans, you say, WWE, do not fuck this up. To be honest with you, I wouldn't hold my breath. I can say this. If Triple H gives them a shot, I'm all for it. 
But however, the problem isn't that. The problem is, is when they go to the main roster. That's one of the things that gets me think about. Like, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm saying there are certain things that could go wrong once they go to the main roster. We've seen that already with uh, FTR, all of that. But it wouldn't surprise me. But I, I asked myself this question, like, why now? Why would it have these recruits now during the middle of the pandemic? There were several people that were expecting to continue on during, uh, since the pandemic started. And one of them I heard was Alex Gracia. She even mentioned it on her um, on many podcast interviews that she's done. Uh, she was already in the Performance Center, but however... They sent her home because of the pandemic. And that would suck in many aspects. But all we can do is wait and see what these guys are going to do. And oh, man, it's going to be crazy how things are going to be. But however, I'm still buzzing with Sting. I, I can't wait to see him on AEW on this Wednesday to see what he has to say. My prediction for this Wednesday for, for Sting... He's going to talk, explain his reasons for being there, but however, he will not, that, I had that distinct feeling Taz is going to be there, feeling that he had no right to be there, had no right to get in his business, but Sting, he's like the hero of every promotion. If you look at WCW, NWO were taking control. They were feeling like it's what they do, and then you got, um, Guys like Hulk Hogan, when they formed the um, the Immortals, it was mostly like they tried to take control of, of of TNA or Impact Now back then. So he tried to stop them. And then you got him going to WWE dealing with Triple H and the Authority who are abusing their power for their own gain. And now you got Taz who is running his mouth saying that, oh, he feels no one's giving the FTW Championship the recognition it deserved. For Sting, he'll say, the FTW doesn't mean anything. This is AEW. AEW, not FTW. So I would see that what Sting would, would go with. He would criticize Taz for bringing a title that has no relations with AEW. No one wants to do that with the title. And that's the way I would see it for this coming Wednesday. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Right now, I'm getting a little sicker at this point. So I'll bid you guys adieu. So goodbye. And have a nice day.